Good morning, everyone. This is Carolyn Smith-Mormon, LPC, coming to you from Therapeutic Counseling Podcast. Today's topic, 10 Common Mistakes That Could Prevent You From Being Happy and Healthy. So today's podcast um, is brought to you by the fact that I follow a lot of different bloggers and read what they have to say. Today's blogger uh, that I read was James Clear, C-L-E-A-R. James Clear is the author of a book called Atomic Habits. I have to admit I haven't read it, but I do follow his blogs. And he's, he's the creator of the Habits Academy. And he's also a photographer. And I really like his, um, <clears throat> his self-improvement uh, key idea, which is this, quote, I believe the best way to change the world is in concentric circles. Start with yourself and work your way out from there. You see, if you get yourself sorted out, then there's one less person for the world to worry about. And then you'll be in a position to contribute contribute rather than consume. You'll add order to this world rather than disorder. I really like that. Concentric circles. Start with yourself and work yourself out from there. So here's what James has come up with, and he uses science to back all of his ideas. Number one. Avoiding deep and meaningful connections like marriage, close friendships, and staying in touch with our families. This this is the number one common mistake that we make that keeps us from uh, reaching happiness and health in today's world. You see, we're wired for connection. And we're wired to have strong social ties. Our risk of depression, suicide, and substance abuse goes way down when we find ourselves in happy partnerships. Number two, sitting all day. (coughs) Excuse me. Sitting all day has now been attributed to the new smoking. Um, You might want to stand up for this idea because it turns out that sitting all day has more harmful effects than you might expect. Um, Recreational sitting, like sitting in front of a TV screen, sitting in front of your computer, sitting in front of your iPad, sitting with your telephone and your head bent down over your telephone, none of that's good for us. It's equivalent to smoking. So many of us look down and go, ooh, towards smoking, but we don't think anything when we uh, just sit around and stare at our devices. When I go out into the waiting room to pick up my, my patients, my clients every day, I'm so surprised that people will be there for uh, couples counseling and it never fails. They'll be sitting side by side and both of them will be sitting hunched over their devices, not communicating, not noticing each other there. So just think about that. Number three, never stopping to just breathe. You know, most of us just breathe from this shallow top part of our chest. 
Um, one of the best ways for us to breathe is to breathe in through our nose to a, a slow count of say six to eight, hold that breath to a count of six to eight, and then let it out through our mouth through a slow count of six to eight. Deep breathing allows oxygen to reach your brain and to help reduce stress and anxiety. Number four, not joining a religion or otherwise becoming part of a community. There's an interesting and growing body of medical research that has discovered the positive health effects of religion and spirituality and joining community. People with strong faith often release control of their struggles and worries to a higher power. I think that's one of the reasons that AA has been so popular for such a long time. That once you go to AA for substance abuse, the number one step in the 12 steps program is releasing what you have to a higher power. Number five, ignoring your creative abilities. Did you know that expressing yourself creatively reduces the risk of disease and illness, and at the same time, it strengthens your health and wellness? This year, um, this past year, for the first time in um, many, many, many years, I took a painting, and I will admit there were times I became very frustrated with it because I'm not great at being a beginner. I'm not great at being bad at something. And I wanted to give up on it many, many times, but I hung in there and I made several pieces that I happened to be proud of. They're not going to go in any, uh, you know, the Dallas Museum of Art, but I'm proud of them because I stuck with them. And every Sunday when I went to my art class, thank you, Cynthia Chartier. Uh, she's a fantastic teacher if you live in the Dallas area. Um, I would get into the flow of painting for those two hours and nothing else mattered. So I highly, I highly promote creativity. Getting out my guitar, learning a new song, lets my um, mind relax and my anxiety go. Um, cooking does that for me just as well. So don't ignore your creative abilities. Number six, spending all day indoors. Exploring the world around you, you know, whether that means going away to exotic places or just hiking your neighborhood. It has great physical benefits, but it also has great mental health benefits. This is documented research that the benefits of sunlight, um, it, it, it is so helpful to your mental health. Number seven, spending your time consuming instead of contributing. You see, contribution is an essential part of living a life that's happy, healthy, and meaningful. James Clear writes that too often we spend our lives consuming the world around us instead of creating it. We overdose on low quality information. Again, I think about us all hunching over our devices, reading one more article on bustle, reading one more article on the Huffington Post, 
reading one more article on Instagram or on Facebook. And I'm not putting any of those things down. And goodness knows I spend way too much time overdosing on that kind of uh, information myself. But we're not going to be healthy and happy if we only live sedentary lives, passively eating, watching and soaking up information rather than getting out there, creating, contributing, and building our own things in life. Here's a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt that I like. When you cease to make a contribution in life, you begin to die. Number eight, working in a job that you don't love. Mm -mm -mm. I have to admit, I've spent some time there. And I want to tell you at the age of 61, getting suspiciously close to 62, try your best not to spend too much time working in a job that you don't love. And if you are stuck there, perhaps you have children, perhaps you have uh, responsibilities that make it where you can't leave that job, really work on finding a way to fall in love with it while you're there. We can talk more about that in another episode. So let's talk about working in a job that you don't love and what it does to you. As you might expect, it's dangerous to work too much. In Japan, the overtime and the workplace stress has become so bad that they actually have a label for the people who die because of it. It's called karoshi, which literally means death by overwork. Science and research has told us that our risk for dying of coronary heart disease comes from working too much. Number nine eating alone. Um, There's a researcher, a Cornell professor, his name is Brian Wansink, and he's, he's written a book that I've read called Mindless Eating. And he writes that when people eat alone, they are more likely to binge eat. Additionally, diets suffer when people eat alone. Lonely diners tend to eat fewer vegetables and eat less healthy meals. So make an effort to eat with others. And finally, number 10 on our list of common mistakes that prevent you from being happy and healthy is believing that you are unworthy of health and happiness and love. Brene Brown, many of you have heard of her, She's a researcher at the University of Houston, right here in Texas, and she has spent 10 years studying vulnerability. If you've never seen her TED Talk, I highly recommend it. In recent years, her work has exploded on Oprah. She also has had several popular TED Talks. Um, She has written a great book I highly recommend called Daring Greatly and the, The Gifts of Imperfection. And she says this, there was one variable that separated the people who have strong sense of love and a strong sense of belonging and the people who don't have that. And that is the people who have a strong sense of love and belonging believe that they're worthy of love and belonging. That's it. They believe they're worthy. 
The one thing that keeps us out of connection is the fear that we're not worthy of connection. That was from Brene Brown. So if you allow your fear or your vulnerability or your shame to prevent you from showing your true self, then you are preventing yourself from truly connecting to others. And then you're preventing yourself from leaving a healthier and happier life. You see, you are worth it. These are just some of the ways that you can be healthier and happier. I wish you good mental health this day. Thank you for listening.